Grace and peace to you. Friends, hello. Do you have a favourite artist? Do you like the Renaissance work of Michelangelo, Leonardo, or any of the other Ninja Turtles? Do you like the naive mastic men of Lowry? Do you like the street art of Banksy? I'm not sure I have a favourite artist, although I very much like the simple joy of Stanley Bird, an Edinburgh artist whose work is locally sold. And I've always had a soft spot for the slightly strange Quebecois artist Jean Dallier. As part of my theological studies, I took a history module that looked at the history of the church through sacred art, art and architecture. It was a fabulous course. It pulled me into an appreciation not just for the art, but the messages conveyed in more than just the simple brushstrokes. Now, whilst I'm not going to give you an art history lecture, I'm going to show you some of what could be called sacred art. And it's art that's hanging in the manse. In the medieval books on beasts, the goldfinch was said to have received its red face for pulling the thorns from Christ's head and represents a servant of God. This illuminated copy of the Lord's Prayer was given to me as I moved towards my ordination given by my parents. And this piece was done for me by one of my dearest friends. And it's the first thing I see as I walk into my study. It speaks to all things resurrection and new life. And that's as sacred a thing as you can get. Of course, it's not just my home that has sacred art. Let's look at some of the stained glass in our sanctuary. The windows are beautiful. They speak to the sacred as well. It isn't just that the glass is sacred, we know that. We've experienced the wonder in baptisms and professions of faith, the sacraments, communion. However, the sacred and the transformative and transfiguring are not something that we can earthly conjure. The beauty of these moments are born of God. So let's hear of our reading when we hear of the transfiguration. The reading this morning is from Luke chapter 9, verses 28 to 36. The Transfiguration About eight days after Jesus said this, he took Peter, John and James with him and went up onto a mountain to pray. As he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became as bright as a flash of lightning. Two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared in glorious splendour, talking with Jesus. They spoke about his departure, which he was about to bring to fulfilment at Jerusalem. 
Peter and his companions were very sleepy. But when they became fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men standing with him. As the men were leaving Jesus, Peter said to him, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses and one for Elijah. He did not know what he was saying. While he was speaking, a cloud appeared and covered them, and they were afraid as they entered the cloud. A voice came from the cloud saying, This is my son, whom I have chosen. Listen to him. When the voice had spoken, they found that Jesus was alone. The disciples kept this to themselves and did not tell anyone at that time what they had seen. Thanks be to God. Amen. Jesus, Moses and Elijah. Moses, the bodily representation of the law, and Elijah, who represents the prophets. Both of these flanking Jesus, who glows with sacred light. The glowing holy light on the mountaintop. The change preceded by prayer and looking to God. In all of this, Jesus is drawing together all that has been and transfiguring it into something new. The bodily voice of God, the visual light, an encounter not to be forgotten. Whilst we're unlikely to experience an encounter with God in such a way, it doesn't mean we don't encounter the sacred. It doesn't mean that we can't encounter God and be changed and keep on encountering and keep on being changed. If we look at the sacred around us, we see it tells the story of Christ, of important things. It's in the sacred that we learn of ourselves and learn about God. We're drawn in by something beyond ourselves, maybe even given a glimpse of what the kingdom of heaven is like. Drawn in, reminded of service, resurrection, and the persisting need to reach out to God, and of course, so much more. But where does that leave us in a world disconnected, exhausted and filled with conflict? What's the point of the beautiful and ethereal connection if the hungry still need fed? What's the point if justice is a scant resource saved for the privileged few? What's the point when conflict rages across the world and is drawing closer to home? I suppose the question is, what's the point of the encounter, the sacred, when we can't change the world? When my big cousin, who's a minister in the Methodist church, was 18, I remember him wearing a t-shirt that said, why should I tidy my bedroom when the world is such a mess? Indeed, why should we tidy our collective bedrooms when the world is such a mess? My honest answer, the way I feel right now, in part at least, is I don't know. I've no idea what we can do, what we can ask of God that can make any difference. But as I pray anyway, as I prepare and present myself before you, I'm reminded that it's not just a group of people here. It's individuals who make up a whole. Each person can do the work of the kingdom and the kingdom of God shall grow. In my own encounters with the sacred art I have in my house, I'm reminded of what we can do. Like the goldfinch. We're all to serve God in the small and simple ways we can. 
found in reminders of the resurrection, we're reminded that God will overcome things. Heard in the prayers we say together, it's that collective action, it's the reminder that it takes many small voices for the roar to be heard. It takes all our action to change the world. We've got to go and seek the encounter with the sacred, in art, in church, at home, in wild places, and pray and look to God who is looking for you. And as you look to the hungry, the marginalised and the conflict, particularly the conflict in Ukraine, both look for the sacred and be the sacred. Look for the person the person who gives to the people who are in need, giving food, giving coats, giving hope. Look for the person, be the person who is just and works for justice, giving a voice to those who are voiceless and speaking out with people who can't speak up for themselves. And when faced with conflicts, when watching the news and see a Russia invade Ukraine, and the people who live there, when you don't know what to say or do, look for the sacred, look for the peacemakers. I wish I knew what to say. I really do, but I don't. All I can do is look for the evidence of encounters with God, the people who are shining bright because they refuse to give in to violence, the people who pray for peace and raise their voice against aggressors, the people who serve others, speaking of resurrection, and are united in small actions that show us the sacred and therefore ultimately change the world. Amen.